0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. A ton going on around the NBA. But Keith, we got to start with the big news. Moon Knight is here. I've not watched Moon I have Knight. not watched it yet. It came out pretty late, but uh but man, I I can't wait to uh to get a peek at this one.
2: Yeah, tre- Trevor knows now that it's out. I can say it seen a little sneak peek mm-hmm. of it, and it's pretty good, but I'm excited to, to uh, re-experience it a little later today when, uh, when when school is over and we can all settle in for a little bit. So I'm per- pretty psyched. So, yeah, it's a, I, was, I woke up this morning and I was just kind of, hey, you know, I, I, maybe you do the same thing. Like, I wake up and I'm not ready to get out of bed, so I'm just kind of, you know going through my mm-hmm. phone a little bit and seeing what's on there. And so I was like, oh, how's the reaction to Moon Knight? Like people seem to be loving it. I think, I think they like the tonal shift. It's not the typical MCU uh, product. So that that seems pretty cool. So
1: I'm excited. Cool, cool. I've, I've tried to stay away from any kind of information about it or anything. So I just get a, a fresh take, you know, clean slate. Um, and so I'm excited. I can't wait to check that one out. That's definitely going to be happening. Later today, but I guess since this is the NBA front office show, we should probably talk a little bit <laughs> about the least about the NBA just a little bit. Uh, I guess let, let's start here the MVP discussion. I mean, ESPN did another straw poll. It feels like we're right back where we were last year, essentially. Uh, Nikola Jokic has now taken the lead in ESPN's latest straw poll to win the MVP award this season. You've got Joel Embiid is right there as well. Giannis Antetokounmpo. What, what's your thought on this? Who is who is the MVP at this point? And I think when we talk about Jokic, we got to talk about how much do standings really matter in the MVP discussion?
2: No, that's a great point on the standings piece. Is what's tough too is much like it is for a lot of years is people would say, well, you know, the Nuggets are six, yeah. they're on the borderline of, of you know, maybe dropping into the play-in. Well, they are a grand total of a game and a half behind the Sixers. Just, you know, that's just the way the conferences work mm-hmm. sometimes, right? The, the Sixers are 46 and 29, the Nuggets are 45 and 31, and then Giannis has the best record of all at 47 and 28. I It's, it's funny because they have gone back and forth and back and forth. I don't think Giannis is going to win. I am going to take him out of the so, mix. I think people are going to see it as, Hey, we've been there, done that. Fatigue. He got his title voter fatigue. Yeah. I think that could end up hurting Jokic too. I think there might be a sense of, Hey, Embiid's been close a couple mm-hmm. times. Who knows how many more years he'll have at this level. Yo, maybe this is the chance to get him, him one. If I remove the narrative stuff, I think I'd probably go with, with Jokic. Just and when you start looking at the the numbers, it's ridiculous. Just insane. Yeah, in in the defensive gap, is not what it was. Yo, know, even a year ago, he's really improved defensively. And then start looking at the rosters; it's not great. Yo, know, what he's playing with, and did Denver considering uh Murray's been out the whole year, and Porter Jr. has basically been out the whole year. So, yeah, I that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. But I don't feel super strong about that pick either i mean it, it's just that close
1: i mean when you look at the nut like, my god 26 points 13.6 rebounds eight assists 1.4 steals how is he getting more steals than blocks as a, as a big man I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that but
2: he's sneaky on those uh like entry he passes is. like he's really good at poking those away and he does a good job getting up to block lobs mm-hmm. too um just get you know, get getting the deflection and getting a finger on them but yeah it, it definitely is you know something else
1: i mean 58% for the field, 35% for three. Like, that's, those are just ridiculous numbers. But then again, like, like Joel Embiid has been tremendous too. I think the bottom, and maybe we end up at this point uh, pretty much every year, but there's a few guys where if any of them want it, you would say, okay, yeah, I can, I can see that. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I think if push comes to shove, I would lean Jokic, but just when you see he's sixth in the conference, his team is sixth in the conference, typically you don't see a six seed produce the MVP. That's, you know, usually it's one of the top tier teams, but I think when you factor in everything else, I probably do lean Jokic at the end of the day. Although I do have that. I know if I'm looking at my own bias, I I don't appreciate the, the foul baiting stuff that we see from a couple of 76ers players. So that might be coloring me against, against MB in some way, because he's been fantastic as well. You really can't go wrong. I guess that's where I'm landing. You
2: really can't. I I think the difference too is a lot of years we'd be all right. Who are we picking from the Suns? Mm-hmm. Right, they've been kind of rampaging through the league. They're sixty one and fourteen, right. like that's pretty absurd i mean once you start pushing up to the you know low to mid 60s and wins that's that's something and we'll we'll see i mean they've got literally nothing to play for the rest of the way so maybe they start backing off and don't win 65 or more games but 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 we'll see with that but i think what we have to look at there is i think so if i had to pick a top five today in some order i'll give it what i think my order would be right now Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, Booker. Flip-flop Tatum and Booker if you mm-hmm. want. Um, I have no issue there. And and I feel comfortable putting Tatum in that list because outside of the Suns and the Grizzlies, and I'll get to the Grizzlies in a second, no one has separated themselves. All these other teams' records are basically the same. They're within a game sure. or two of each other. Um, the Grizzlies, I'm going to take John Moran out of the mix, and, and I don't want this to get like overblown with the whole thing because they've won without without is it
1: that
2: it's not it it, that factors into some Mm. extent because i do you do then you know what is the value now i am on record i've said it on this show i've said it many other places we're not overrating john moran we are underrating the rest of the grizzlies like that that's the difference there um but you got to start to find tiebreakers when it's this close and and yeah, I think Booker and Tatum have been that good. I think they've both been big, great players. I mean, Tatum's, you know, arguably outside of maybe, you know, Giannis and Embiid, and I guess we got to put Jokic in there now. He's maybe the best two way player in the league. Um, His defense gets overlooked because of how good he is offensively. So yeah, I don't, you know, but if it went, Morant instead of Tatum or Morant instead mm. of Booker, I guess I just don't have a huge huge issue with it. I think I think this this top group though, it's going to be one of those three, and I think it's more likely to be Jokic or Embiid.
1: I you know? agree, I agree, and uh, but I can't say that Giannis isn't deserving. I think when we look at the sure. Suns, the problem for the Suns is that you could say is it Devin Booker or is it Chris Paul, right? I mean, to, <laughs> yep. but then it's also the Suns' brilliance this season has been. That all of their pieces fit so perfectly. It's not just this yep. one dominant season by a by a player. Exactly. It's been the cumulative effect of everybody just, you know, pulling their weight and then some that's really created this this situation for the Suns. Because I agree, in most cases, if it was, I don't know, if it was, if it was Giannis and the Bucks are in the one seed and they're at 61 wins, then Giannis is the MVP, right? That's that's what we'd be looking at right yeah. now. But the yeah. Suns, it's a little yeah. bit, it's a different animal. Where does Luca fall? And all of that because the yeah, maps and have been I, great I, I
2: should have had Luca in there that was just a complete slip on my part he should be right in that mix with the Morant, tatum luca booker okay. those two guys should be four and five. two, two of those four yeah. should be four and five curry i took out with the warrior slip his play slipped sure. a little and the games missed durant games missed the team is down in the play and lebron games missed the play the team isn't very yeah. good knock him him down there DeRozan the Bulls have slipped off enough to can knock him down so yeah but it, it is interesting I, I want to know who what, like of this straw poll because it's supposedly these are straw polls of like like people who have votes yeah. I believe um like is like who gave John Moran a second vote like I, I just I can't I can't see putting him over two of Jokic and Bead and Giannis. Yeah. Like, that seems crazy to me. Um, and then, like, who's given, like, Tatum and uh, Morant and Booker third-place votes? That uh, Booker also get a second-place vote? Like, like who – who? how are those guys knocking now, like, ahead of, you yeah, know, one of those three? Because it's it's got to be Jokic and Bead and Giannis for me, top three. I don't even think it's a question.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I agree 100%. I do wonder when you look at this, these straw polls – are the people that are voting in this, are they really sitting down and giving a really hard look at it? And and or is this just, okay, Hey, this isn't official or anything. Uh, Let's go with these guys. This makes sense. And then off you go. I'm sure there's some element of that. People get busy this time of year and and all of that. So,
2: yeah. Well, and I think it's too, this isn't my real. Yes. So yeah, this is what looks good. And then, you hope when it's time to do the real thing, you're really putting in the time and effort and really uh you know, I, I mean I we, we've all listened to podcasts with people of actual uh-huh. votes on these things, how they just you know, they they you know, it's miserable most. For them. Yeah. They they're they're destroying. I mean, Zach Lowe talks about it just about every mm-hmm. year. It's just like he's like, it's you know, between this and all NBA, I think the poor guy, you know, probably loses some hair and what he has left turns gray and everything else. Cause I mean, you can tell it's just it, it beats him up to have to make these decisions. But you also feel good about it because he cares that much and you know, he's putting work in to do it. So that's hopefully where you think where most of the voters are.
1: I'll I'll also say that that's part of the argument for why you see so many media members. And I I fully agree with this that don't want anything contractual tied to MVP, all NBA, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You know, I know people who are like, man, we like cost Jason Tatum.
1: 30 million uh-huh.
2: dollars last year like that's just how, how they think about it because they now that was weird because of the voting we could spend you know an hour long show talking about how the positions versus positionless yeah. and all that stuff but but yeah it, this is not as uh easy as it looks now on the flip side the guys when they're voting more for like defensive player of the year like yeah I added up blocks steals and defensive rebounds and that's how i put like yeah come on we we have Tools that are publicly available and very easy to find, you know, that you could just, you know, even if you don't want to pay to go into the deep, you know, dark corners of the internet where you know the <laughs> stats live, like you can find this stuff super easy now. Like it's, you know,
1: that's that's when it gets. Crazy. And NBA stats you know, live like on part. the dark web somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, not NBA stats though, but I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure, there's dark, you know. Dark corners of the internet, man. That's <laughs> where all these people live, right? Dark corner of their yeah. internet in their mom's basement. <laughs>
1: um, we do need to talk at, at some point. We'll talk about the all NBA vote. We don't need to get into that today, but uh, but this is an interesting dynamic too. Mark Stein was talking about this the other day about how essentially like voters are going to have to collude in order to ensure yeah. that Embiid and Jokic both end up in the top five, which uh, on the first team, which they absolutely should be. But it, it, but again, that's maybe a bigger topic for for another day. Let's get and we'll do our full after yes. the
2: season ends. We'll do our full awards picks. We'll go through you know all the major awards and all NBA and Rookie of the Year, Coach of the All of that stuff. We'll we will do that at the end end of the season, uh, probably in those that, that day when we're waiting for. Yeah, you know, we'll analyze the play in matchups mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get into that as we we let that process play. Out.
1: Absolutely. All right, uh, we've got an update on on Robert Williams. Um, Keith? Raise.
2: <laughs> Hands what, to the what's air. going on there? Yeah, so Robert Williams, when it's a meniscus tear, um, there's a lot of different ways these meniscus tears can go. And the repairs, there's a rehab option, there's a repair option. And there's a removal option. Uh, the repair option is the one that generally takes you out for the longest period of time. It's usually about a, uh, you know, anywhere from an eight to 12 week recovery on the short end, uh, sometimes even longer. Uh, Robert Williams did have to have surgery. The Celtics confirmed that the other day. Um, so it was not going to be a rehab or play through it situation. But the surgery he had sounds like it was either the trimming or the removal, which should have him back on the court sometime within the four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Now Woj reported the four to six week timeline timeline this morning and then said in his report, there's some optimism that it could be on the shorter end of that. Now, what leads me to believe he's, he's getting that from a really reputable sources, the Celtics actual injury update press release says underwent successful surgery um, Williams III is, is expected to be able to return in approximately four to six weeks, so that matches that. Right. And the team's never going to say there's optimism he can return shorter because they're not going to put the pressure on that player. The, the Lakers uh, do like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They always underestimate but, their injury, but yeah, but that's another story.
2: But when you put a timeline instead of the return to play timeline, will be discussed, you know, as rehab or you know the wording that y'all yeah. use in these pressers. Uh-huh. When you actually put four to six weeks, that tells me, yeah, there may be some, uh, you know, thought that it could be closer to the four-week mark. Now, let's start looking at calendars, right? We have a week and a half left in the regular season. We're about two and a half weeks from the playoffs starting. So if it's four weeks or even five weeks, you're talking end of the first round, start of the second round, Mm -hmm. that Robert Williams could be back on the floor. And that is absolutely huge for the Celtics. They are the team we think they have become over the last few months. They should be able to get through the first round, even without Robert Williams. It's that second round and beyond when you're facing likely some one of the group of Milwaukee, Philadelphia, uh, Miami, maybe Chicago, maybe Toronto. Like that's where you start. Maybe Brooklyn. Brooklyn you start to think, all right, well, we that's when we need uh, Robert Williams as the matchups get tougher. So, you know, this is as good a possible news for Boston as you can
1: get. Yeah, absolutely. And fantastic news for NBA fans, for basketball fans. I don't, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm, I'm obviously not a Celtics guy or anything like that, but I don't care whether they're a Celtic, a Clipper, whatever. I want guys healthy on the floor and be able to see yeah. some high quality basketball. So this is fantastic yeah. news, um, and especially coming into, I'm so fired up for the playoffs. Um, you want to see teams at their best come playoff time. So that's great news uh, for Robert Williams. Unfortunately, some bad news for the Denver Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. suffers a setback. Now, he's not shut down for the season. What they said, we actually, I believe we talked about this yesterday, about how sometimes when you are managing an injury, it can lead to other stuff. And that kind of sounds like what's going on here. Uh, The setback stemmed from overcompensation and overwork, amid his rehab. So that's where you're compensating for an injury. You can expose yourself in other areas to to injury. And so that's not great. Again, not shut down yet for the season, but we were hoping to see a close to full strength Denver Nuggets team come playoff time. Doesn't sound like that's going to be happening.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Yeah, this report came from Mike Singer, who's been all over this stuff the whole way. And he also said that there's now some thought that Jamal Murray may have jumped Porter in the return to play. And it was starting to sound like we weren't going to see Jamal Murray this year. So, again, just you got to start looking at calendars now. We're talking it's it's basically the end of March, beginning of April. We may be down to it on getting Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray back on the court this season. I'm starting to think the Nuggets may say, hey, we're going to run with what we have and so be it. Now, this could be one of those things where, you know what, we're in the second round or, we we made it to the conference finals. Hey, 10 minutes a night for each guy off the bench. Let's go. And then maybe maybe that's where we go. But but yeah, it's a it's it's gonna be tough sledding for, for the Nuggets. We're gonna get into we're gonna do a full standings breakdown for each conference in a couple minutes. Um, but they I mean it's they're right in the mix, you know, with you know, a ton of teams, which we'll get into here in a second.
1: Paul George returned last yeah, last night for the Clippers. And my gosh, what what were they down? 24, 25? 24, 25? 25 something like yeah. that. They and the the Clippers again came back uh and against Did the, you see the stat on that? Uh uh-uh. uh.
2: There's been seven, I believe it's either 24 or 25-point comebacks this yeah. year in the NBA, and the Clippers have done it four I, times out of the
1: season. I was going to say, I know they've done this a, a few times already this season. Uh, they came back against the Utah Jazz. Utah, of course, not thrilled with that. Um yeah. And some, some bad memories there. So the Jazz now, a uh, five-game losing streak for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Um, not
2: Yeah, let's come back to the Jazz in a minute because let's talk Clippers. Yes, Yeah, yeah, So. Paul George, not only did he come back, but he was awesome. Mm I mean, he was absolutely dominant, played 30 minutes, too. I don't know what his minute restriction was supposed to be, but 30 and a first game back seems pretty high. Absolutely. Generally, you're talking 20 to 25 minutes and then we ramp up. But, you know, that might have been one where he was like, hey, I feel good. And let's remember, too, it was an elbow injury. So provided they could brace everything correctly, he should have been able to keep his conditioning yep. up with running and those kind of things. So I'm sure he's not as far off as, you know, maybe somebody who had a lower body injury would have been. But he was great. You know, they, they, they played good and they kind of did the same thing they did to the Jazz in the playoffs. It was, all right, we're going to go super small and we're going to spread you out. And we're going to, you know, and it's tough because I feel like that unfairly gets pinned on Rudy Gobert. Uh-huh. And it's not, necess- it's, they play five, it's everybody. If a team can successfully play five out yet yeah, still drive the ball. That's really hard for any defense to deal with. Never mind, you know, if it's Gobert. Because it's not like they're isolating Gobert the whole game and attacking him off the dribble. Like, that's not what's happening. It's just they they go small, they go to that 5 out, And that's, you know, what they did. Now, flipping over to the Jazz, as you mentioned, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were not very happy afterwards. Um, Basically said, hey, it's the same thing. Last year, a lot of, you know, it's the same thing every year, you know, with, with us. I put this on Twitter this morning after I watched that game, and I said, "It feels like the Jazz. Every year, there's a good team that gets broken up just because it's like it's time. We've we've gone as far as we can go. Feels like the Jazz are that. They could be this year." You know, it it just—I mean, how much further are you going to continue to run with the same group, with the same coach, and everything? And and I don't know that this is necessarily a a split up Mitchell and Gobert and trade either one of them. But I think this might be a let's change everything around those
1: two situations. I mean, you could certainly look at the Portland Trailblazers as as a team that probably should have broken things up sooner, and kind of as a, a cautionary tale for what can what can happen. So I think you're right. I, I don't think you necessarily move Gobert or Mitchell, but maybe there's a change with the head coach. There's already, already been rumblings around Quinn Snyder. Uh, some of the pieces mm-hmm. around them may move. But yeah, if, if the Jazz do the same thing again, where they're a solid regular season team, get to the playoffs, teams lock in on them, figure out exactly what they're doing, and then they go home, I would have to think there's going to be changes coming this offseason because yeah. it's very clearly at yeah. that point, it's been proven that this isn't going to work to get them where they want to go. Well,
2: and just the two, like you said, solid regular season team. I've already seen, like you mentioned, five-game losing streak. They've slipped now to fifth. In the West, they're actually tied with Denver, only two games up on Minnesota, so it's not out of the realm of possibility they fall all the way into the play-in. I, I don't think they will, um, but you know you never know. And they're they're as close to the play-in as they are to uh, catching Denver for fourth and home court. Go, uh, they're three behind Golden State, who they they've been no uh, ball of fire recently either. They've lost three in a row too. But I think the thing you have to look at with the Jazz is whatever happens this year is what it is. But then look at next Mm -hmm. year. Clippers are almost assuredly going to be much better. Minnesota looks like they're not going away. The Pelicans are playing pretty well, and they're probably going to get Zion back, you know, and then have a full year, CJ McCollum. I, you know, I know it probably seems like it's, you know, might as well be talking about uh, flying to the moon here, but I believe the Lakers will be (laughs) far better next season uh, than they are this season. And then, portland's talking about hey we're gonna flip this thing real quick i mean you start looking behind the teams behind you never mind the teams ahead mm-hmm. of you and immediately you know tied with you and all of a sudden it's like man we got to figure this out or we might be looking at a string of you know 44 win seasons coming up here where we're you know we're fighting to stay out of the playing
1: right. tournament right and that's um that's something they got to look at by the way you meant you met dallas at the four seed and not denver but um
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're no. correct, Dallas.
1: But yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is we'll, we'll see. We'll see what winds up happening here with the Utah Jazz this off season. It could be a busy off season for them, particularly with with Danny Ainge involved now. So we'll see. Yeah, and
2: well, that's the other thing. I'm glad you called that out because uh, he'll pull uh-huh. the tr- I mean, I know it's the <laughs> He'll come very almost, close. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, but that's. I think Danny Ainge likes nothing more than a teardown mm-hmm. and a restart. Yeah, you know, I, I think he relishes that opportunity. I think he'd he would love to do that. And that often comes with I'm gonna hire my own coach yep. and I'm I'm gonna pick a you know coach to to my guy uh to lead that. So yeah, very very, very interested to see what happens. And I mean, hey, I'm not gonna rule it out. Maybe they go on a little run here in the playoffs and you know this all becomes a move sure. point later, but but right now it doesn't look like it.
1: Uh Brandon Knight gets a ten day with the Mavs on a on a hardship deal. Um, yep. So.
2: Trey Burke in health and safety protocols, Correct. which is what opened that
1: yep. up. Uh, we do need to get to the Knicks, though. Julius Randle, really acting like he, he might want to be out of New York, might want to trade. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? On that? the Knicks potentially moving on from Randle this offseason? Does it feel like, I mean, he didn't have as good of a season, obviously, this season, as last season, but it felt like he also got, got a lot of the blame, too, uh, for what's what happened yeah. with the Knicks this season. So, do they move on from Randall this summer?
2: I mean, my initial thought is Trevor, get off the trade machine and stop dreaming up Westbrook for Randall. I trades. was, I That's was probably. literally
1: asked that last <laughs> night on our post game live show. People said, "What can you do? Can they? Can something be worked out of Randall for Russell Westbrook?" So, I literally had to talk about that last night.
2: I mean, crazier things have sure. happened, right? I mean, if I think a lot depends on what the Knicks are looking at. The Knicks set this up with their contracts for this to really be kind of a two-ish year Uh window um, because they can do a lot of, you know, pretty quick reset here after next season. And that would fit if that's where you were going to go. If you wanted to, let's say you were like, you know, well, we also want to clear out Fournier's deal. Um, We want to get rid of, you know, maybe New Orleans Noel or something. Then maybe what you could see is Randall, Fournier, Noel, for Westbrook and you know maybe that's right. the way it goes get a pick or two out of it too and and go. So I it's 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 not the craziest thing right to 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 think that. I tend to think no that's how it, Yeah, you know, and that's what
1: we're that's here to is go. that the Knicks are not in on a yeah. Westbrook move and I don't think they necessarily should be but
2: it, yeah. But I mean it's also March 30th. Yeah. It's not you know not June 30th. So, you know, I mean and, and let's face it, nobody thought Westbrook was going to the Lakers uh-huh. this time. You know, a year ago either. Um, but just for Randall himself, I do wonder if they're looking at it and saying, Man, that's a little bit of buyer's yeah. remorse. They gave him that extension that kicks in, in next season. That's a four-year uh, you know, contract that runs up for 117 million dollars. Player option does have a player yeah. option on the end. You might have already seen his best year, mm-hmm. which was last year, um, when he was legitimately great. And this year's just been tough. Now, I think the bigger question, like you said, is did, can you put all that on, on him? Like, I, I don't know that that's fair, sure. right, to put all that. Sorry, the dogs no, are uh, playing with a <laughs> <toll. laughs> Um, You can't put all that on, on him, but you have to really ask some difficult questions mm-hmm. if you're the next. because we thought we were adding to this. I tend to think what they did was they took, in an attempt to improve their offense, they took what made them special, which was their defense, and they lowered it too far mm-hmm. too much. And then that turned into the offense isn't, isn't that good. They didn't
1: improve it by that. Lakers much. East, essentially in a, a di- bit, different yeah. different yeah. way of yeah. going about it, but, but similar, yeah, similar concept in terms right. of, okay, we're going to help the offense, any defensive issues that we incur as a result, we're going to be able to manage those things. That, yeah. that yep. basic idea. Yeah, I
2: Completely. agree. Yep. So, all right. We want to use that. Let's, since we're on the yeah. East, you want to look at the East standings sure. real quick. Um, So speaking of the Knicks, they're, they're, they're hanging in to, you know, whatever, you know, string or, you know, edge of the cliff. However, we want to talk about it, uh, four and a half games behind. So it's really just a matter of another day or two. Uh, and they're probably going to be, be eliminated from, from the playoff race. They have one, four in a row. So they're not, they're going down swinging. And sure. They're they're not, uh, quitting on this, like some other teams, um, which is funny. Have you noticed? (laughs) I know you're on Twitter quite a bit. Like I am. Um, Pelicans fans are also turned have turned into massive Knicks and Wizards fans because they're hoping that they uh, put can, can you continue to push the Lakers yeah. behind them <laughs> in the standings? If, if if so, so be it. So it, it's just always a fun subplot of, hey, we own this other team's pick. So this team we generally do not care right. about. We are you know, big fans of them. But for the good stuff, the East is really split into tiers now for me. There's a top four. Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly. That's the order Uh right now. But it's a game and a half that separates Miami from Philly. So, I mean, it's really anything to play for. Boston and Miami play tonight. Uh, I think uh, Boston still has a game with Milwaukee left. I think uh, there's one other game between those two teams left. So, there's still a lot to be decided there. Then Chicago, Toronto, Cleveland is in kind of that next group for the 5-6-7. Um, one and a half separates Chicago to Cleveland, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta. The eight, nine, ten, are mm-hmm. a game and a half separating them. I'm not going to rule it out that Brooklyn could maybe catch Cleveland. I mean, God, Cleveland loses another yeah, player. Yeah, at I this mean, point, yeah. You know, then who knows what happens with them? But so maybe Brooklyn catches them. I, I tend to think not. I think Cleveland will probably hold off. They're up three in the loss column, but it, it's it's definitely getting a little tighter. But that's kind of your East, uh you know, p- playing, um, or your East playoff and mm-hmm. playing a uh, picture there. That's kind of, kind of the ordering that we're looking at there. And it's, I mean, that's still pretty big and it's that Toronto where they fall starting to become a question for, we know Kyrie can't play in Toronto. So if, if it's Toronto and Brooklyn in that play in, um, and then there's some question about the Celtics guys, um, out there. And I know people have been screaming and yelling, but they played there in November, Canada changed the rules on January 1st. Yeah. Um, I believe it was. So you can't go off if of they played there in November. Um, now, Ime Udoka did say, and we have no reason to believe anything different, that if healthy, all of their players can play um, games in, in Canada. They just did not the other night because Brown and Tatum were dealing with some knee soreness and Horford was out for personal reasons. So, um, But yeah, that's, that's, that's a factor that needs to be considered at least uh, if you're going to be facing the Raptors, whether it be in the play-in or in the first round of the playoffs.
1: That's a factor. I wonder if, I wonder if we're going to see any shenanigans with the two seed as well, because yeah, because I, I at this so. point, with how many injuries the Cavs have suffered, assuming Brooklyn holds on to the eight, then we can probably think that Brooklyn wins the the first round of the play in. Then you've got a first mm-hmm. round matchup with the Nets that now have Kyrie. I don't. I would think teams wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't be ideal for for teams. I
2: can't tell you how many fans from Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, and Philly have been like, "Just give me three yeah. or four. Like I rather three or four, I'll go on the road in the second round. Just give me three or four, and I can avoid, um, you know, playing yep. Brooklyn definitely in the first round. So it's it's, yeah, I mean that's that's tough. Now, I kind of look at it as they just struggled to beat the yeah. Pistons. Uh, they've lost to some other good team. You know, I don't. I it, it's not. It, yeah, you'd rather probably not play them just because of the KD Kyrie right. factor. I mean, they can win games almost by themselves. But I, I don't know. I I think in, in the end, you just got to let it play out because you don't even know. right? I mean, what if Brooklyn looks at it and says, hey, we don't like who's in the two seed. What if it's Milwaukee? And they're like, we don't want to deal yeah. with that. So they tanked that first playing game because they feel good about winning the second one. Now, that's for sure. Right? Absolutely. the you know, potentially the Hawks or the Hornets who could shoot the lights out and shoot you out of it. But, yeah, I also think, too, the East playing games are going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are four teams that are going to be pretty good teams, probably teams that are 500, if not better, uh, records this year. So you're not even looking at it where – felt like last year was like, all right, get this uh, – this nine ten one over, so we can see who's going to get demolished in the, uh, you know, by the loser of seven it's seven eight. But I don't feel like it's necessarily that way this year. They're going to be kind of must must watch.
1: Get rid of standings, let the high seed, or get rid of the the bracket and let the higher seed pick their their playoff opponents. Let's just do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'm that'd, in be, on that. that'd be all the. Drama. I,
2: I, I mean, and then imagine God, we'd have contact oh, yeah. base because it'd be like. I didn't. Right. Ma- I mean, imagine those lower-seeded teams too. Hey, you, you want Yeah, this. you
1: called us no, out. Here, you yeah. know, careful what you wish for. All that. And
2: then it would be funny if it's like because you'd get that before the series, and then the team like blitzes them by like yeah. forty, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess well, that's why they picked that. That's why. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: jumping yeah. over to the West, it's pretty clear. I mean, the Phoenix Suns they're in a tier by themselves. They're, they're I mean, yeah. sixty-one to fourteen. Then, then you've got another tier that's another solo. Tier. It's just the Memphis Grizzlies. They're eight and a half mm-hmm. games back. That's I mean, that discrepancy is crazy, but eight and a half games back. Yeah, and
2: they're almost there for Clinton,
1: too. Yep. I mean, that's just a matter that's of That's going to happen. And then the Warriors right now are barely hanging on. They're a game ahead of the Mavs. The Mavs could, in theory, catch them. Uh, particularly, sure. I mean, the Warriors have lost their last three in a row. So you've got them. Yep. Uh, I I tend to look at it as, when I'm thinking playoffs, I think you've got Three distinct tiers. now. Steph Curry back, maybe you can put Golden State and and Memphis in the same tier, uh, but without him, I think I think it really is Phoenix, Memphis, and then Golden State kind maybe in their own tier if Curry's back. We'll see. Yeah, if Curry's back, yeah, but if he's not, right, right and then. and then you've got a grouping where it's the Mavs, the Jazz, the Nuggets. You can order them in some way make arguments for all of them. I think the Mavs right now are playing the best basketball out of that group and, and mm-hmm. from a health perspective as well. So I, I think that's pretty fine when you're looking at uh, at the way things are lining up currently. And then Minnesota has separated themselves from that kind of play-in yeah. group to where they're also kind of in that mix with, like, I don't know, in a in a T-Wolves-Jazz series, like, that's that's a tough series to call for me even though they're separated by a couple spots in the standings.
0: When you need mealtime inspiration,
1: it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each
0: week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger,
1: fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, and I don't know that we'll get it. No. Because, right? I mean, but yeah, but yeah, I'm not, hey, Minnesota's tough. Yeah. You know, when you have Cat and Edwards, and, and and I think it almost kind of sometimes gets forgotten, like D'Angelo Russell's a guy who uh-huh. can throw up a 40-point game. They actually do play defense uh, pretty well. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely there. And then behind them, Right, the Clippers, they're not going to catch Minnesota. Yeah. So, and no one's going to catch the Clippers either. So, Clippers in eight. So, we're going to get it's just the question is do the Jazz or Nuggets at this point fall far enough from Minnesota to right. catch them? Um, I, I tend to think probably no. Um, but I mean, the jazz are playing terrible right now. So maybe, um, you know, that happens. And then it's Pelican Spurs Lakers for the, uh, final, uh, the, the nine, 10, 11 yep. spots. So uh, they're all within a game of each other. So it's, I mean, I, I not to you know, air our dirty laundry here, but I was kind of like, yeah, where are we at with this? And I feel better. Cause you're like, Oh, we talked.
1: Oh about yeah. Lakers yeah. Nation. Like do, do the uh, Lakers uh, even want to yeah. make the play this yeah. is the question. So I'm going to ask you two yeah. questions
2: then. One, the first one is where are you at with it? So do you tell me and then I'm then then I'm gonna make more of a
1: statement okay so here's out. here's been there's and this has been definitely part of the the discourse on on Lakers nation has been what do we want the Lakers to even make the plan because there's there's two sides to this there's the yes, you should play hard all the way through, do everything that you can to win, even if it looks like it's just a lost season, which I think it certainly is. um do you still continue playing hard or do you say that's it we'd rather not make the plan put us out of our misery get these guys off the screen get the jerseys off of these players wipe the deck clean and and start fresh july 1st i don't mean trading lebron or ad or whatever that kind of stuff but but just (laughs) just fast forward to july 1st and let's just get this done with sooner rather than, than later um,
2: this is where I'll check in and say my snarky response was July 1st, 2023. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> that
1: was my I saw that. Response. but, um, <laughs> but that's, that's the flip side to it. Now I've seen the sentiment also bottom this, bottom, 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 this thing out, make it as painful as possible so that there's no chance that the front office can look at this and say, well, if you guys were hurt, let's not change too much. Like <laughs> mm. make sure this thing is burning to finish it out so that they have to do something. So they're forced into action. I think there's going to be activity regardless. I'm not worried about that. So I fall on the side of, I would rather see them make a push and then do what they can to to win games because I think you should just play hard all the way through, do everything you can to win up until the point when when you go home.
2: So I'm going to give you my thought and then, then I have have, have something yeah. else. So my thought is, I'm in agreement with you. As long as you're not risking further long-term yes. damage to LeBron Injury. or AD or anybody else who's dealing with anything, then yeah, push. Because one, you don't have your pick, so it doesn't yep. matter. If you had your pick, I'd feel very different.
1: Agree, so, right? exactly. That'd be a
2: whole different, yeah, it'd be a whole different scenario. And then you're like, all right, well, if you got your pick then maybe i can understand yep. you know so bottom it out and make the front i think the front office knows it's pretty bad i, I think barring yeah. a uh you know first round uh series win maybe a second round series win, maybe maybe even a close west finals i think the front office is like yeah there's there's no salvaging right. this group as it is so that part I, I can't fully understand there's no to me that's just that's kind of you know, a slap in the face to everybody just saying, don't, you know, don't even play the rest of the way. So, yeah. So that I'm with you played out. Cause you mm-hmm. never, I mean, maybe you get in the playoffs and something happens, sure. right. You, you never know. I mean, I always think back to, remember that year when it looked like the bulls were just going to roll Philly. And then unfortunately Derek Rose got hurt and Philly won that series.
1: Was that, you was know, was that the Rondo year you too? Know, no, uh, when there was a year that that Rondo was really good for the Bulls. Oh, then, Rondo
2: went with the yeah. Bulls against. The oh, Celtics. that's right. I was against the Celtics, the road, and the and the Bulls were
1: cruising with Rondo, yeah. and then yeah. Rondo got hurt. Yeah, but mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and then they lost four right. in a row. But yeah, I always think that it was that first round. It was that one of those uh, really really good Bulls teams. They were mm-hmm. the number one overall seed, and yeah, and then Derrick Rose went yeah. down, and Philly ended up upsetting them, and that kind of changed the whole sure. uh, tenor of that playoffs. But yeah, so I mean, you never know. Now, here's the the kind of statement I wanted to make is I don't think they look like they care very much about what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing for me is it watching that game last night, other than a couple of guys, it didn't look like anybody really gave a crap for 90% 90% of it. And he you, you had some of the bench guys get in there
1: and get yeah. after it.
2: They're playing know, for their uh,
1: their NBA careers for some of these guys.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of showing, hey, I still have yeah. something. Let's get let's get this on tape for free agency in a few months. But that that's just my thought, you know, as as
1: I looked at that. That's you know, they were asked about that last night and the, the postgame presser, uh and like Stanley Johnson said, No, you know, we're we signed a contract to play with the Lakers. We we said we would play hard all the way through, well, that's what we're doing and all that, but they've that's been a theme all season is they've said the right things off the court, but then it hasn't translated on the court. You can kind of see they're they're a team that all season long has had this, this mentality of if they get punched, they don't fire back. They just go, oh, OK, never mind. Nope. You guys take this one. We'll all right. On to the next one. No big deal. That's been their that's been their mentality.
2: <laughs> no big deal until we've had four. Yes, of these. yeah. But that's I mean that's literally <laughs> that from it's kind of from
1: day thing. one. They've been the team that does sure. not punch back. If they get if they get hit, yeah. they'll they do what Lakers fans know is the fake comeback. Well, they they will yep. get themselves just close enough to kind of make you think, oh, maybe they could, and then no, then they collapse again. Um, so yeah, that's part of that's just human nature right when you're when teams are just raining threes on you and you're it's hard to continue going 100 miles an hour the entire game but still there is a baseline competitive balance that you have to have or you've got to have the ability to go out there and compete on a night-in-night-out basis even if you know that you're probably not going to get the win like it looked like they went into last night's game saying well lebron's not playing so start the clock Let's let's get through this thing.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly yeah. So I'm there, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I yeah, I think that's where it is. But but there it is. There, there's your uh, east and west playoff yep. rundown. we well, probably probably I don't know that we'll do it. It's this in depth every day, but uh, you know as it changes, we'll we'll get into it because we're obviously going to see. You know, I mean, Boston, perfect example. Win Sunday, they go into Monday's game in first place. They lost Monday, and they dropped to fourth. Uh, they they didn't even play yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, they move up to third. <laughs> like that's just you know how tight some of these races are. So you're going to see teams bouncing up and down the standings here. Uh, you know, with you know mm-hmm. one game can you know be a huge way. I mean that's Celtics and Miami playing today. You know could be a uh, you know big swap. Absolutely. So,
1: yeah. Absolutely. All right, good. Right. I think that's it for yeah, it for it. today. Yeah. We got through we got through another show, everybody. We appreciate all the the ratings, the reviews we've been getting over on Apple Podcasts. We're gonna,
2: we're, yeah, those are huge, guys. Thank you absolutely. so much.
1: They're, they're big help. We are absolutely going to read some of those too this week. So that's going to be coming. And uh, and then all of you who are subscribing over on YouTube, getting in, getting going in the comments section, appreciate all of you as well. Make sure you are turning on those notifications. Until next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.